coming up this week, hear all about Lauren's family trip to Walt Disney World. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. First, I want to mention very excitingly that the day that this podcast is getting posted, August 13th, is exactly one year since my first full episode of the show came out. So happy birthday to the mouse and back. I'm not going to sing. Don't worry. Um, second, as I mentioned on the last episode, I just had my ADR date for my February trip and I know that you've all been on the edge of your seat wondering how it went. So I have to tell you, we got everything that we wanted. Yay. I'm very excited. Thank goodness for my travel agent who was online at 6 a.m. the day that they opened and she got all of the hardest reservations. And then I got online later that afternoon and grabbed a few more that I knew would be pretty easy to get. So I'm very excited, though I have to admit, I'm a tiny little bit disappointed that I'm not getting to set up a ton of dining alerts to try to tweak my reservations. I know that that is a total hashtag first world problem, but alas, I'm just kind of bored now as I count down the months to the trip. So anyway, last week I asked you to submit any trips that you had coming up, and I just want to say a big thank you to those of you who submitted your trips. I really do mean that you can submit your trips out as far as you want. I had one person submit a trip for as far away as October of next year. I already have it all on my spreadsheet, so please don't hesitate to submit any trips that you have. If you have it booked, then it is not too far away to submit it. At this point, Finding and scheduling enough trips is the most time-consuming part of doing this show. I don't do any advertising, so I pretty much just rely entirely on word of mouth and occasionally posting in some of my Facebook groups that I'm in just to get people to submit their trips. So if you have any interest in coming on the show, please submit any trips that you have coming up. Or if you have friends who you know are going to be going to Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, international Disney locations, whatever, just send them my way. You can go to tothemouseandback.com slash submit to see how to submit your trip. And I also have that link in the show notes so you can find it pretty easily. This week, we are going to hear from Lauren. Longtime listeners of the show will recognize Lauren from her episode talking about her Disney wedding and her other episode talking about going to Disney while pregnant. Spoiler alert, this time we get to hear about going to Disney with an infant. I don't do repeat guests on the show a lot, like I've mentioned, but I have loved how Lauren's trips have evolved because this is such a common story for a lot of us as Disney fans. You know, we start off going as kids, maybe, and then when we become adults, we start off going with no kids, then going with a baby, then going with three kids, then going as, you know, retirees. I have a while before I get to that one, but I can dream, so... Uh, One thing I do want to mention, because I didn't know this when we recorded the show, but I do know now, so deliveries to Bell Services from outside companies like Instacart or Prime Now, these used to be free and Disney only charged a fee if the package went through the business office and those were ones that came in via FedEx or UPS or the mail or whatever. So Lauren mentions that they did get charged a fee for an Instacart delivery that went to Bell Services. What I learned is Disney now charges a $6 fee if something is delivered to Bell Services 
and they deliver it to your room for you. So when they call to tell you that it's been dropped off, if you want to avoid the $6 fee, you can ask them to just hold it and go down and pick it up. Of course, there's a decent chance that it's just worth it for them to deliver it since it probably has heavy stuff like bottles of water or bottles of wine or whatever. But if you do want to avoid the charge, just know that you do have the option to go get it yourself. All right, that is enough of an intro. So let's go ahead and get into Lauren's interview. Hey, Lauren, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me back. I hope your um, followers are not getting annoyed with me yet. <laughs> <laughs> you have definitely been one of my favorite guests, so I am happy to have you back. And it's it's cool, too, because, you know, every episode that you've come and talked to us about has been a little bit different. Um, you know, you obviously talked about your wedding, which was super different. You talked about what it was like going as a pregnant woman who just wants to, you know, sit and eat and, you know, sit some more. Um, and then now you get to talk about what it's like going with a baby. So it's kind of cool to hear your trips, you know, and how they change. Yeah, it is kind of like the evolution of our family and how we do Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome. So um, so for people who have listened to the show for a while, they have heard a couple of other episodes uh, that you've done. But for my new listeners, go ahead and tell us what is your Disney history? Uh, so yeah, my Disney history is I am one of those um, raised Disney geeks. I have been going to Disney ever since I was two years old. We go when I was little, we started going, you know, one time a year, and then that grew to two times a year to three times a year. Um, my parents are original DVC members of Old Key West, um, which caused my brother and I to both be uh, DVC members as well. Um, my husband and I were engaged in Disney. We were married in Disney. Um, my son has celebrated his first and second birthday in Disney. So um, any chance we can get to go to Disney and celebrate something or just make it a quick trip or whatever, we do it. <laughs> we love Disney. <laughs> <laughs> you are like the definition of my very, very, uh, kind and loving term, which is crazy Disney person. I'm absolutely 150% crazy Disney person to the <laughs> point that like I still go and you would think it's my first trip to Disney because of the amount of souvenirs and things that I buy <laughs> and the way I act with characters. It's borderline embarrassing, but I think my husband's just like learned to ignore me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your planning style for somebody who gets to go, you know, with your trip, it's not this is a once in a lifetime trip. It's, you know, this is a trip for where we are in our lives right now. So how do you tackle the planning of that? Do you try to build in a lot of structure? Do you try to build in a lot of flexibility? Where do you fall on that scale? Um, so before we had kids, we were very like structured and this is what we were doing. And now that we have kids, we try and build in a lot more flexibility just because we don't know when the meltdown is going to occur. And we don't know when extreme Disney tiredness is going to hit within the trip. Um, as far as like, um, also flexibility, it depends on the time of the year. If we are, if we're going in summertime, we build in a lot more slack because of the heat and the afternoon thunderstorms. Um, if we're going in December, we pretty much know like 
the temperatures are going to be just fine. Like we can pretty much go anytime during the day, you know, nothing's going to be affected of it being a thousand degrees out. So I also think that that the time of the year in which we go also plays into um, how we tend to plan a trip, but definitely with kids is a lot more uh, flexibility. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really good point too, that, you know, when it's just adults, you can kind of tell yourself, we're going to power through the heat, we're going to power through the rain, you know, whatever that is. But when you've got especially little, little kids, you can't just say, I don't care if it is 100 degrees and the humidity makes it feel like it's 115. We are powering through like you can't do that because right. like you're going to get you're going to have to have a little discussion from Child Protective Services when they're like, uh, no, your child can't be outside in this. So Exactly. They're like, ma'am, you have taken your uh, Disney obsession a step too far. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like sitting over there screaming at your child going, I don't care if you're having a heat stroke, we have fast passes and we are staying. Yeah, that's exactly. not going to happen. <laughs> Make it work. Drink some water. Let's go. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's really smart. Like you said, in these summer months to just make sure that that like you already know when you can be there. So that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Awesome. All right. So for this trip, who is going with you? Um, it is going to be obviously myself, the head planner, the head Disney freak, mm-hmm. um, my husband, Mike, my son, Oliver, who is three years old and my daughter, Harlow, who will be six months old on Friday. And is this Harlow's first trip after she's been born? It is Harlow's first trip. We had planned a trip in March um, while I was going to be on maternity leave. So that would have been her first trip at mm, almost three months. But we had to cancel that due to some pet issues. So this is officially her like first trip at six months. (laughs) Nice. Now, how are you guys going to be getting there? We're actually driving. We are going to split up the drive. We're going to do four hours the first day, um, get down to Savannah, stay the night in Savannah, and then drive the rest of the um, time the second day just because it's a little bit easier for Oliver. He understands like being in a car and I feel like his car seat's a lot more comfortable just because he can stretch out a little bit more. being in the bigger kid car seat, whereas Harlow's still in her carrier. And I feel like she gets scrunched up and hot and uncomfortable faster. So we're trying to break it up to make it a little bit more enjoyable for her. And we don't want to listen to her scream for an extended period of time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So what are your trip dates? Our trip dates, we are technically leaving on the 13th, which is a Saturday, to drive part of the way. And then we'll arrive in Disney on the 14th. So Disney's our first day on the 14th. And then we check out on Saturday, July 20th. Okay. Awesome. Now, how did you pick those dates? (laughs) Honestly, um, (laughs) my brother and his wife are going to Alani for their wedding anniversary. And my mom keeps my kids while my husband and I work. And my mom is going to be keeping my brother's kids while they go to Alani. And my brother has four kids. So my mom knew that she couldn't take care of six kids at a time, especially the ages that they are. Uh So I told her, I tell you what, you know, why don't you split this with, um, my sister-in-law's mom, you take a week, you take the kids, they, you can split the kids up for a week. 
Um, and the week that you have the kids, we'll take a vacation. So the dates were honestly picked by my brother. <laughs> oh, so does your mom watch your kids like during the day? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. She's our childcare. So I didn't want her to have to contend with six kids. Um, it's a bit much for anybody when the ages range from six to six months. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. And I mean, that was super kind of you to be willing to go to Disney for a week. I know. I was <laughs> like, you know what? I'll take one for the team and <laughs> so we'll just generous. go to Disney. It's fine. No big deal. Because originally we we're like, oh, we'll just stay home. We'll have a staycation. And I was like, wait a minute. We're not having a staycation. We're going to <laughs> Disney World because we didn't get to go in March. I was like, Mike was like, it's going to be so hot. I was like, I don't care. We're going. Get yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's very, very generous of you. <laughs> All right. So where are you going to be staying on this trip? We are staying at Disney's Contemporary Bay Lake Towers. Ah, okay. Now you guys are DVC members, right? We are. Is that your home resort or do you have a different home resort? Our home resort is actually Grand Floridian. Okay, so it's Grand Floridian. So you were able to book this at that seven-month window. They still had availability then? Surprisingly, yes. So I've never been able to get Bay Lake Towers. We've tried. We've always wanted to give it a shot just because they have top of the world that you can go to and watch the fireworks. And we've always wanted to do that. And they actually had a one-bedroom available for this week. So we jumped right on it. Nice. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. So looking at the dates from the 14th through the 20th now, do you guys have annual passes this year? We do. Okay. We do. And thankfully we bought them before they jacked the prices up. So oh my goodness. <laughs> we were planning for our March trip and bought them at that time. And I'm very thankful that we did. Yeah, that was bananas. We, so we have been planning for a while that, cause we're not going to Disney this year in 2019 um, because we have some other vacations and, you know, we went in December of last year. So we'd been planning next year to do two trips. So we were going to go mm -hmm. in, you know, early in the year in like February, go again in December, and then the next year, 2021, not go, you know, and kind of balance it that way. And we said, this way we can do an annual pass and, you know, save ourselves the money that way. And then, you know, just like a couple of days later after we make this decision, you know, all of my Disney sites are going crazy because annual passes have skyrocketed by 25%. I know. I couldn't believe it. I woke up that morning and I was like, what is happening? I was like, is Disney World on fire? Because it was just like <laughs> one alert after another on my phone from like social media and like sites that I follow and things like that. And I was like, what's happening? And when I went in and saw it, I was like, I mean, basically, yes, Disney is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up because um, Sam's Club was still selling them at the old price. So I ended up paying the $45 to become a Sam's Club member. <laughs> and I bought... Uh, four annual passes because Eleanor will be three by the time we go and yeah. it saved us $1,100. Yeah, I'd pay the $45 too. Absolutely. Hands down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally worth it. Have they changed it now? Like has has the price been changed now on Sam's Club since? I don't know. I haven't checked actually. I'm actually going to go check that when we uh, wrap up because yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I'm curious now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will. I mean, if it, ha- if it's still low, might as well go ahead and buy a couple years worth. So um, right. I'm my parents to go ahead and get theirs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so back to what we were talking about. Um, so as you're looking at the 14th through the 20th, I know you had to do things like make fast passes ahead of time and any kind of dining reservations. How did you make your park plan? You know, again, knowing that this isn't a like, you know, once and that's it trip. How do you really decide how much time you want to spend in Magic Kingdom and Epcot and Animal Kingdom and all that? Um, so for us, Magic Kingdom is kind of where we tend to take two days and focus, um, just because Oliver being three and he's really starting to get into rides and he's 38 inches. So we can ride a ton of stuff now. Um, we tend to focus more time at Magic Kingdom and then we take one day for Epcot, one day for Animal Kingdom, and then one day for Hollywood Studios. Okay. Um, and, and typically, like I said, when we're factoring in weather, each of my days are kind of planned. We either start early in the morning and we're done by lunchtime or we start in the evening time around like five. So we're at the pool all day in the morning or we reverse it and we're at the pool in the afternoon. Um, but basically half the day is spent at the pool, half the day is at the park, depending on whether or not we go to the park in the morning or in the afternoon, just depends on kind of what I was feeling that day, what park it was. Um, and then magic kingdom, we are taking both days and doing like a morning run and then a break during the day and then an evening run. So we are making like the most of our time at those parks, because like I said, that's Oliver's jam. Yeah. Well, and especially being at Bay Lake Tower, I mean, you are a five minute walk from Magic Kingdom. Yes. So it's so much easier when you're there to just, you know, head back to the room, get some rest. And then again, five minutes later, you're back to the entrance at Magic Kingdom. I know. Even with Oliver, we tend to stay on the monorail just because it was so convenient when he would like absolutely melt down and just be overdone and exhausted. It was just so convenient to be able to jump on the monorail, but I'm even more excited to be able to walk and not have to wait for the monorail because it's packed or it's broken down for the 5,000th time (laughs) or what have you. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a security checkpoint on the sidewalk on the way to Magic Kingdom and there's never a line there. Praise Praise, praise. I am so excited. (laughs) When um, Mike and I have said for a long time that, you know, we kind of have this goal that we want to stay at lots of different properties, you know, because there's lots of, we want to stay at lots of different resorts. There's just so many great options. And, you know, we've listed off all the places we want to stay. We went in December and we stayed at Contemporary and we were like, this is amazing. You want to guess where we're staying when we go back in February? Contemporary. Absolutely. 100% (laughs) staying at Contemporary again because we're looking at everything else and we're like, but we can't walk to Magic Kingdom. It's just, I mean, when you have kids this little, like you can't, you can't put a price on that. So you really can't, even the convenience of going to Epcot, like the fact that yes, you have to change monorails, wah, but it's still so convenient. Yeah. And the kids can just stay in the stroller the whole way there. Yeah. Totally with you. Yes. I'm like freaking out about having a double stroller this go round folks. So (laughs) let me tell you, I'm going to give you all the stroller rundown when I come back of how it goes. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, goodness. So let's talk about the parks and what you're most excited about. So you were just talking about being able to go to Epcot. So what are your highlights that you are most excited about for Epcot? Um, so I've talked about this before to the listeners who have heard me talk about it. But I am most excited about eating at Garden Grill. <laughs> <laughs> now, what meal are you going to be eating there? We are actually dinner there, which is okay. I'm fine with breakfast. That's is okay. by far my absolute favorite. <laughs> I couldn't get breakfast. I do have some um, some dining plan reservation feelers out there to get my text messages. So if it comes up, I'm going to snatch it. But I'm okay with having dinner. <laughs> yeah, I've I have never eaten there for dinner. Um, but I've heard it's really good. And I know you mentioned that you guys have done dinner before. So yes, the macaroni and cheese with the goldfish crackers is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I'm excited about Chippendales um, Garden Grill. But um, honestly, it's going to be um, seeing illuminations before mm -hmm. it, it goes away. That's, that's the, the show that you know, Mike proposed to me during. Aww. So that has a very special meaning to me. So I, I want to make sure that we, we get to see that one last time before it goes away because I'm really sad. Um, I might need to give you some money and see if you can pick up a goodbye illumination souvenir for me. Yeah, bro, I got you. Okay. All right, cool. Like, I understand, like, we need to reinvent the wheel with Disney and people get bored and people get tired of the same things. But it's like, I feel like Illumination is just such a staple of Epcot. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny when they changed the Magic Kingdom show from, I think it was Wishes before. Yeah. Um, and they changed it to Happily Ever After. And like, some people just lost their minds. And I was like, seriously, like, it's it's one fireworks show. And now it's gonna be another fireworks show. Like, who cares? They're all interchangeable. Of course, now that I've seen Happily Ever After, I'm like, okay, like, Happily Ever After is amazing. Um, and I don't actually this was basically garbage compared to. Happily yeah. Ever After. <laughs> and I don't I don't remember Happily Ever After. But or, or, I'm sorry, I don't remember wishes. Um, but I'm like, Happily Ever After is great. So we should be happy that we have this. But now they're talking about, you know, Illuminations is going away. And I'm like, no, I love it so much. Why would you take it away? I'm like, do not take that floating earth away from yes. me. Yes. I love it. And I hold it near and dear to my heart. And I, I need all the torches around the lake. And I need all of that in my life. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. And as like all of the areas around the lake just kind of, you know, gradually get lit up and everything. And yeah, it's just like, it's so it's so moving and beautiful. And I know some people hate it. And I know there are some people listening to this now, like you need to stop waxing poetic about this show because it's garbage and that's fine but I love it and it will hold a very special place in my heart I agree 150 percent and for those people they have a very very small heart like the Grinch is what I'm gonna stand my ground on because I think Illuminations is wonderful guys please don't leave me one star reviews over Lauren saying that your heart is small as the Grinch I don't think your heart is small as the Grinch okay I just want to make that clear yeah that is not her opinion that is 100 percent my opinion Rachel's great. She's non-biased. She thinks you all are wonderful. Um, okay. Anything else at Epcot you're particularly excited about? Um, no, those two are probably my, um, I, I hate that food is one of my most exciting things, but it is. Um, we are going to be there. No, we're not going to be there for any of like the food and wine festival or the flower and garden. So uh -huh. it's one of those things where it's going to be a little bit sad to not have that. Yeah. Um, so those are really my two highlights. For, oh. 
in meeting, Rachel and I talked about this earlier, which is probably why I forgot, is I'm very excited to meet Ralph and Vanellope. Mm. We have not met Ralph and Vanellope yet, and my son loves Wreck-It Ralph, and I'm excited to see, like, how big and kind of clumsy, if you will, Ralph is in real life. Um, So that's another highlight. (laughs) Nice. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. So, and you'll have to try to meet Baymax one more time before he goes away. Oh, I, gosh, that makes me so sad. I know. Yep. Like yeah. Like, combinations, Baymax. Like, what else are you going to take from me, Epcot? Like, I know. what else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, what about Animal Kingdom? What are your highlights there at Animal Kingdom? Um, honestly, Animal Kingdom is kind of a light day for us. Um, Kilimanjaro Safaris is always a staple for our family. I absolutely love it. I bucket list is to go to Africa and go on a real safari. And until I can come up with that amount of money or win the lottery, (laughs) Kilimanjaro Safari is how I live. So we usually go to the park bright and early in the morning to try and see as many animals as possible um, since they tend to be pretty active uh, early morning summertime. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's my highlight there, as well as Rafiki's Planet Watch opening back up. Nice. So it will be open by the time you guys go? It will be open, and they are offering a new Fast Pass for Rafiki's Planet Watch. Get excited, everybody. (laughs) And it's to tie back into um, how animation is done with animals. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that Lion King's getting ready to come out. Um, but basically you get a fast pass and they're going to bring in an animal and teach you how to draw that animal is my understanding of this new fast pass experience over at Rafiki's. That's awesome. I'm excited to hear how, how that whole experience is. Yes. So stay tuned. Um, that's my other highlight of the trip is kind of being one of the first people to get to do that. Um, because Rafiki's literally opens the week before we get there. So next week. Nice. Um, so I'm excited that I think it's cool that they kind of reinvented the wheel and they brought it back and they have something cool and new and fresh because I was one of those people again, when they said that they were getting rid of Rafiki's, I was like, why? Like, <laughs> this is, Rafiki's is great. We love going back there. Yeah. So I'm glad that they decided not to get rid of it and just revamp. Um, but those are probably my two highlights for, um, Animal Kingdom. Awesome. Okay. All right. So what about Hollywood Studios? Um, Hollywood Studios, I would say, actually, oddly, it has a few things just because of the things that my son is into. It's funny how things change when you have kids. You don't care so much about yourself. It's what gets them excited is what brings you joy. Mm -hmm. Um, My son is now really into Muppets. Okay. So I am not a huge Muppets fan, but he is. So I'm excited for him to go to Muppet Vision 3D and see how he reacts to that. Yeah. Um, he's also tall enough to ride Slink Dog. So we got fast passes for Slink Dog. So nice. we're going to be doing that. And he's diehard Toy Story. Um, and then the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. I'm very excited to see that. Um I've read a lot of people talk about how good it is, the reviews, how they loved it. Oliver loves Lightning McQueen. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what that's all about. Awesome. And as people have heard, yes, we are eating at the Brown Derby, just like we do every single trip since my husband and I started dating. Fun. <laughs> 
that'll be a lot of fun. It's nice to have those like special traditions like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's always one of those things where I wonder how long we're going to be able to keep it with the kids as far as like them finding something they eat. Cause you know how they all go through that stage of they're like, well, I don't want to eat this. I'm being a picky eater. Yeah. I'm forever that they'll both be happy with grilled cheeses when we go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's get to the big one, Magic Kingdom. What are you most excited about at Magic Kingdom? Oh, gosh. I have so many things at Magic Kingdom that I'm excited about. <laughs> what are your like highlights of the highlights? Honestly, because I have Harlow and I have a little girl to love princesses with me and it not seem creepy and weird <laughs> that I'm obsessed with princesses at 33 years old. We are doing the fairy tale dining breakfast at Cinderella's Royal Table. Fun. Um, my six-month-old that does not eat any food. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but she needs to meet the Disney princesses. Of like course. this is this is it. Like my whole life is coming full circle right now as far as obsessing <laughs> with Disney and Disney princesses. Um, so that is by far a highlight. The fact that Oliver can ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, we're super excited about because he loves Barnstormer. Uh-huh. So we have a feeling he's gonna be a huge fan of um, Seven Dwarfs. And then also, surprisingly enough, I have never eaten at Be Our Guest because I've never been able to get reservations that align with like a good time with a toddler. And we actually have dinner reservations at Be Our Guest. So I'm very excited about that too. It's like the whole princess thing coming full circle for me. Nice. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Not to focus everything around food again, um, but yeah, those are those are my highlights of the highlights for uh, our couple days that we are going to have at Magic Kingdom. Awesome. I mean, one of the biggest Disney fan sites out there is the Disney Food Blog. Like, people are clearly very interested in food at Disney World. This is not just you, so. Right, because that's the thing. It's like, when you go there, calories don't count. Exactly. Well, I mean, you're walking like 20,000 steps a day, and that's <laughs> not an exaggeration. So, And that's why calories don't count, and exactly. I have to eat every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you, will, you will walk and heat sweat off the calories while you're Gosh. there. So, I know. Somehow, I think that I'm going to come back from this trip skinnier because of the heat. I really do think I'm going to lose weight this trip. Like, that's my goal is I'm like, yeah, I'm for sure, despite everything I'm eating, I'm definitely losing weight this go round. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, it sounds like you guys have a lot of fun packed in. I'm really excited to hear how things go. As as you're thinking about the time with Harlow, are you going to be like building in any time to be able to kind of go to the baby care centers or anything? You're just going to kind of play it by ear of what she needs? Um. We typically always end up, even with Oliver, you know, being a toddler, we always end up at the baby care centers, always. Um, One thing that's good, and I'm not sure if it's second child syndrome, but she has had to learn to fit into our chaotic life. Uh And we 
don't so much um, cater to her and having a quiet napping place and making sure she's in the proper position for her feedings. I swear I'm not a bad mom. It's just more so she's used to sleeping in loud restaurants, you know, eating in the backseat of the car, all the all the crazy things that you do with the second child because you're on the go and life doesn't stop. And you don't learn that until well into your first child that life can't stop when you have a kid. <laughs> so yeah. with the second one, they have to fit in. So I think with her, it's going to be a lot more like really focusing in on the heat with her and making sure she's not getting overheated, making sure that her little skin isn't getting pink. Um, and if we need to take breaks from the heat, like I said, majority of our days were either done by noon or we're not heading out until five o'clock or so. Gotcha. So I'm hoping to kind of help alleviate that heat with her. Oliver at least can communicate and tell us like, I'm hot, you know, I'm tired. Whereas her, I have to kind of, you know, go off of her and how she's acting, but she's a pretty easygoing baby. So I'm hoping that. Yeah, it's not too bad. Stay tuned, nice. folks. I may come back and say this was an absolute <laughs> nightmare trip. Never take your six-month-old. But I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I will say we took Eleanor when she was eight months old. And she was not yet crawling at the time, obviously not walking or anything like that. And she just kind of chilled in the carrier the whole time. I had an ergo, and Mike and I just took turns just kind of letting her chill out in that. And she was fine. It got a lot harder once she was able to move around because she didn't want to be in the stroller. She didn't want us to carry her unless we didn't want to carry her. And then all she wanted was for us to carry her. And it was like, oh my goodness, like just make up your mind. And um, <laughs> whereas when she was when she was little, she was just like along for the ride and she totally chilled. That's what I'm hoping for. We have a Tula. So I'm hoping that she's just going to like hang out and take in the views yeah. and enjoy life. That'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And depending on like how her mood is and everything, we went to um, the H2O Glow Nights last year, actually uh -huh. this time last year when we were in Disney. Um, and Oliver absolutely loved it. We had the best time. It was worth the money to pay the extra to go to the water park at night with all the fun things that they do. So depending on how Harlow does during the day and if she's getting you know, overly done, we may or may not do that this trip again. So we're kind of just playing that one by ear. But I'm hoping that she's gonna, um, she's gonna cooperate and let us go do that again, because it was so much fun last year. Yeah, well, good. Well, I hope that I hope she's I hope she's up for going. And I hope if she's not up for going, it's just because all of you are going to go get a good night's sleep. So, <laughs> yeah, either way you win. I know I'm be texting you like Rachel. This is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, at least it's a disaster at Disney World and not a disaster at home. So you know, you're still at Disney. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Amen. That's like the saving grace to all of this. <laughs> yes. Oh goodness. Well, it was so good to talk to you tonight. I hope you guys have an absolute blast, and we will talk to you again when you get home. Yes. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, Lauren, welcome back from your trip. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing tonight? I am doing well. I'm on that like post Disney depression kind of vibe right now, but I'm, I'm starting to get back into the swing of, of normal life. <laughs> well, you know that the only prescription is more Disney trips. 
right? Absolutely. I okay, couldn't cool. agree with you more. So <laughs> we are going in December. So that's like my next thing to look forward to. <laughs> well, there we go. You've, you've already answered my very last question to know when you're going back. So um, let's, uh, let's start at the beginning and let's go through your trip. So you guys were going to be getting there on Sunday the 14th. So tell me a little bit about your arrival day. Yeah, so um, arrival day was really good. We ended up getting there like early afternoon and we were staying at Bay Lake Towers like I had uh, mentioned before we left. And when we got there, we were originally just supposed to be a Lakeview room. And the woman was kind of just chit-chatting with me and, you know, we were talking and stuff about like the kids and um, it was Harlow's first trip and just chit-chatting. And she was like, well, let me see if I can have some Disney magic. And she like started doing some things and calling some people and she actually upgraded us to a theme park view room. Nice. Yes. So it was phenomenal. And it was like such a good way to start vacation. And uh, yeah, so we were super excited about that. So we, uh, we unpacked the kids, we go to the room, we had a one bedroom suite um, at Bay Lake, just because the kids and taking naps and things like that. Yeah. And the room was phenomenal. It was the entire like den had floor to ceiling glass, and you could see Magic Kingdom, Space Mountain. You could see the new Tron coaster being built. Awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. And um, they told us, you know, make sure you turn it to channel 105 in your bedroom every night because we pump in the music from the Magic Kingdom fireworks so you can hear the music that's going on with it. And, you know, just like you're at the park, but without the crowds. And I was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, I can get my kids back. They can get in their pajamas. We can watch the fireworks. Everybody can go to bed and everybody's going to be happy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, after we got settled, we actually kind of hung out in the room for a little while because I um, decided to try Instacart this trip. Okay. And have like snacks and diapers and, you know, some lunch items, drinks delivered to the room since we have a three-year-old that wants to eat all the time. Uh-huh. Um, I also have a husband that likes to eat all the time too, but we'll blame the three-year-old this time. Um, so we hung out in the room for, um, a couple hours, which was fine. It was, it was totally good. Um, and we had Instacart delivered and I must say if anybody is staying on property and they're looking to have groceries delivered, I cannot say enough good things about Instacart and how Disney handles that and that entire process. It was so easy and so smooth that I... I highly recommend folks checking that out if they're looking to have groceries delivered to their room for their trip. Awesome. Now, did they deliver them to Bell Services? How did that work? Um, so I placed my order about, um, I would say it was probably four days in advance of the trip. I kind of like started a cart and just kind of slowly were adding things. And then four days ahead of time, I kind of, I placed it and picked a window that I was like, you know what, we're guaranteed be guaranteed to be there by that time. Um, you get like a message from your shopper inside the app and they go through and you see them adding it to your cart. They notify you if something's gone. They give you substitution options, things like that. Um, They delivered it um, to Bell Services and it was very nice because everything was refrigerated and everything. They wrote my name on it, took pictures of it to show where it was in Bell Services to confirm that it was there. Okay. And then within 
a couple minutes, I got a call from Bell Services saying, hey, we had a order from Instacart, just get dropped off. Would you like it delivered to your room now or would you like it later? Of course, we said now and Bell Services brought it right up and it was just so convenient and nice. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Do you remember, did you get a charge from Disney for them to accept that package? We did. We got a $6 charge. Okay. And my husband like kind of freaked out about it when he saw the folio and I'm like, you're really going to quibble over $6 for convenience (laughs) when you go to the park and pay $15 for a medium Coke. Like I don't (laughs) understand why this $6 is raining on your parade right now. Yeah. Um, for me, it was totally worth it, especially like if you have kids and they're just having one of those moments where they want the donut holes that are $30 downstairs in the store. We already had donut holes. It was great. <laughs> we didn't have to pay $30. So I was, I'm okay with the $6 charge, especially if like we wouldn't have been there and it would have taken up space and Bell services longer. Yeah. I absolutely don't mind paying that charge, but yes, it was $6. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, did you guys do anything else that day? Yeah, we did. So um, afterwards, we went to Magic Kingdom, and it was mainly around getting our um, our annual passes activated. So okay. we had an early breakfast on Monday morning, so we just walked over to Magic Kingdom. We got our passes activated. We walked in the park real quick just to kind of like let Oliver go in and be excited and see the castle and, you know, things like that. Walked through a couple shops and then we decided, you know what, it's time to go back. We watched the fireworks from the bedroom and then we called it a night because we knew we had our early morning the next day. Nice. Okay. All right. So Monday the 15th, what did you guys, what was your early morning? So we were at Magic Kingdom and we had breakfast at Cinderella's Castle at the Royal Table. Fun. Um, and it was so much fun. My son was became quite infatuated with Snow White, which I thought was <laughs> absolutely hysterical. Like he thought all the other princesses were like, okay, like he would kind of chit chat with them and smile or whatever. But like Snow White, he did not want her to leave the table. Aww. Like he was so beside himself when she had to leave. Yeah. And I think, I'm, I think Snow White like understood like how much he, so she kept like coming back over to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, Snow White, I think you're going to have to come live with us because uh, <laughs> little boy loves you and then of course harlow like she's only six months but like she was just like taking it all in she Uh was looking around and she was like wow there's so many colors and bright things and pretty stuff and (laughs) um breakfast was good um i don't know how many people have really eaten at the royal table i hadn't eaten there in a while and i didn't know so when i made the reservation they charged my credit card Mm. And I thought it was to hold the reservation, but that was actually to eat there, mm-hmm. which I had no idea about. Yeah. So if anybody is out there and they're thinking about booking Royal Table, like, don't be surprised when you get this very large quote unquote reservation fee. It's actually for your food. Mm. Okay. <laughs> like I said, I mean, the food was great, but it was one of those things when I reserved it, I was like, wait a minute. Well, I mean, I get it. This is a popular restaurant. Maybe they want people to be serious about it. Uh-huh. I, I just, I had no idea. Um, so just kind of pro tip for anybody out there looking to book it. Don't be alarmed. <laughs> yeah, that is good to know. And that is one of the upsides to the dining plan is that then you actually don't get charged. 
Exactly. Yeah. But yep. if, yeah, if you don't do the dining plan, then yeah, you, uh, you go ahead and pay for that pretty far in advance. Yes, you do. You pay <laughs> change well in advance yeah. to secure your spot. Um, so yeah, breakfast was good. Um, then afterwards we headed out and we, we rode Pirates of the Caribbean because that's like my jam. Uh-huh. That's like my, my ride that I love. Um, Oliver was very startled this time by it. Um, I think he's at that age where he's starting to understand like fear and things that scare him and, mm. and things like that. So um, that was a little bit of an adjustment from the last time that we went kind of felt like a bad mom, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they go through the different things at different ages. You never know what to expect. Right. And, and that's what my husband and I were talking about. When we go in December, he could be completely different. Yeah. Um, it's, it's wild. And then, so after Pirates of the Caribbean, I had this thing that I had my eye on for a while because I follow Disney food blog. Uh-huh. Um, if you don't follow them, everybody that's listening, you need to go follow them. You won't be disappointed, but I am a huge Dole Whip fan and they have this new thing called Red's Revenge uh-huh. and it's strawberry ice cream with strawberry Fanta and like a little white chocolate, um, hat from, the Red Pirate and Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. So we set out to find that. We got it. And I must say, it did not disappoint nice. at all. It was phenomenal. And like, I'm a diehard Dole Whip fan. And I actually <laughs> like Red's Revenge more than classic Dole Whip. Wow. Okay. I know. I know. I was so shocked by this too. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I'm having an internal struggle here. <laughs> um, but it was really good. I'm not sure if they're making it like an LTO or or how that's going to work. But if anybody's going, you know, obviously in the next few months, make sure you check it out. You won't be disappointed, especially if it's a thousand degrees out. So. What is an LTO? Limited time offer. Ah, okay. Those the acronyms. I like it. Yes, okay. yes. You don't. You you gotta have the acronyms for everything. <laughs> <laughs> so after Red's Revenge, what was next? Um, after Red's Revenge, it started getting really warm. So we decided mm. to head back to the hotel, go to the pool for a little bit. Um, we had lunch at the hotel. Um, the kids took their nap, and then we decided all right, it's time to head back to Magic Kingdom. We had dinner reservations at the plaza. So we uh, we loaded up, we go down to the monorail and all the folks are getting off the monorail and it starts pouring down raining. Like oh. not just raining, like a shower, like pouring down raining. Thunder that was like shaking the entire contemporary like bolt lightning right outside, like terrible, terrible storm. So all these people off are like offloading from the monorail and you can tell like their sense of relief of, oh my God, thank God we left the park at this time. And um, all of a sudden everything goes black. Like it turns dead silent in the hotel, no lights, no nothing. And we were like, well, there's that folks. <laughs> um, so we had actually lost power at the contemporary took a couple minutes. Obviously the generators kicked on things started like revving back up. Mm-hmm. Um, monorail, however, they were like, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> like we don't have power back. We're not restored. Mm-hmm. We've got 
we've got trains that are stuck out in the middle of the line. So, um, yeah, it was quite the storm. And so it kept going, it kept going. They finally kind of got everything back in running order, um, except for a Polynesian because their generators were not kicking on apparently. Mm. Um, so they were kind of like the big holdup. So after about 45 minutes of waiting, they let us board the monorail, which at that point, Mike and I were like, do we go? Do we stay? Cause it was still pouring down raining. And I was like, if we get stuck on the monorail with two kids as hot as it is, I was like, I'm going to lose my mind. And he was like, well, we don't have to go. And I was like, no, let's just do it. I really like the plaza. They changed their menu for dinner and I want to try it. <laughs> um, so we got on the monorail, we got over to magic kingdom. We still had plenty enough time before our dinner reservation. And it was just pouring down raining. I mean, uh. just torrential downpour, terrible lightning, terrible thunder. Um, and we're like, you know what? We'll just sit tight and we'll wait for it to stop raining right here underneath the, the hangover from the monorail. It starts to slow down. We go in the, we finally were like, you know what? We'll run into the park. It's still thundering and lightning pretty bad. We'll go into the park. We'll kind of like peruse through the stores and we'll make our way to the plaza. So we get in the magic kingdom and all of a sudden, the wildest thing that's ever happened, Magic Kingdom lost power. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was, again, like you, for a split second, you could have probably heard a pin drop in Magic Kingdom because everybody stopped in their tracks. Yeah. It was just quiet because everybody was like, wait a minute. Yeah. What just happened? I'm sure that's just weird, especially because if you're inside, the lights go out. If you're outside, the lights and the music turn off. Like, that's right. got to be so weird. It was, and that's what I told Mike, Mike's my husband, um, he, it was eerie. Like it was a very eerie feeling. Mm -hmm. And then the generators kicked on and literally it was like the back of the park started up magic. Um, the Cinderella's castle started off and then it was like all the way down main street. It was like, boom, 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 boom. Like one at a time, all the way towards the front of the park. Oh, wow. I was like, okay, we're, we're really flirting with fire now. I was like, but I'm going to the plaza. <laughs> Let me just tell you. And I was like, we also had seven divorce fast passes. So mm. I was like, we have to go do this too. Yeah. And Mike's like, okay, well, you're really pushing it. All right. So we go to the plaza and they're like – you know, yeah, we'll see you in a few minutes. We just want to let you know that our air conditioning's not working, though. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I was like, mm, the whole reason why you go to eat is to cool off in the right. summertime. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like, we're working on it. We don't know what's happened. You know, with all these power outages, we're trying to figure it out. And I was like, okay. I was like, it won't be that bad. So we go in and I was like, it's that bad. Mm. It's that bad in here. It was very hot. But probably within 15 minutes of sitting down, they got the AC running. Okay. And we were back in business. And like I said, they changed their dinner menu. And I am very happy with the new choices and options that the plaza has for dinner. It was good before, but I really feel like they revamped themselves. Oh, good. So if anybody's like kind of hesitant on going to eat at the plaza for dinner at Magic Kingdom, don't be. The brisket macaroni and cheese is phenomenal. The lobster cob salad is also phenomenal. Ooh. You won't be sad. You had me at lobster. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, oh, what is this magical addition that they have here? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I don't know if many people know this, but they do a bottomless milkshake there. So... Ooh. It's also kind of a 
kind of a selling point as well. Nice. I feel like the plaza is very underrated. I really do. I feel like it doesn't get enough love. Okay. That's awesome. After dinner, we went to Seven Dwarfs um, for our Fast Pass. And because of the rain in which, you know how like sometimes it rains and they shut down the rides and that's like your Fast Pass window and they give you one of those magical Fast Passes to return at any point in time? The Fast Pass line was over an Uh, hour and a half wait. uh, I was like, that's not fast at all. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be a no for me, dog. Mm -hmm. So we opted to not ride Seven Dwarfs, sadly. Um, We just did not feel like an hour and a half was worth it. That was not a, that was not fast. Yeah. Um, So we went and did the teacups and, you know, we wandered around and, um, looked in some shops and then it started to rain again. Mm, <laughs> so at that point it was getting late. It was almost time for fireworks. We were like, you know what? We'll just head back to the hotel. We'll watch the fireworks from there. I think the rain has just bigger plans for us today. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of the way Monday went. It wasn't exactly how we'd planned, but we still had fun. Um, and we got to see how fast uh, Disney World generators kicked on two times with power outage. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty cool kind of behind the scenes thing that you get to see. Yeah, no. I mean, it, it was like a bonus for the rain. It was like, oh, hey, it's going to rain, but we're going to show you this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's got to be just a little strange to have to deal with. It was definitely odd. Yeah. It was a first for me in all my trips and all the years of going there. It was it was definitely a first. Huh. Okay. So what about the next day? What park were you guys at that day? Um, Tuesday, we were at Epcot. So okay. um, we didn't start our day till the afternoon that day. Okay. Um, so we headed there. We went and saw our traditional Baymax, Mickey and Friends. And then we went to dinner at Garden Grill. Okay. Um, which everybody that's listened to this before knows that Rachel and I are <laughs> Garden Grill fans to the max. For sure. After dinner, it started to rain. <laughs> of course. So we were like, let's go ride the land. So we went and rode the land. And then after that, it wasn't raining as bad. So we were going to go to Wreck-It Ralph because I was dying to meet Ralph. Uh-huh. All of loves Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph stops meeting people at 6 p.m. Oh. Just so everybody's aware. I think that's a little weird. I'm not quite sure why. Yeah. Um, But he stops visiting with folks at 6 p.m. I think he has an early bedtime. I'm not sure. <laughs> but anybody planning to go, if you want to see Ralph, get there before 6. He has to get back to the arcade. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And Vanellope clearly has a race, so... <laughs> We missed Ralph. We were very sad about that. Um, Then we went and rode Nemo. We went and hung around in the aquarium for a while. Um, Harlow liked that. She was very intrigued by the fishes and the manatees. And it was good for her because she got to cool down. It's very hot sitting in a stroller and being a baby. It's just a tough life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we headed out and we went through our countries and then we rode frozen. Um, and then we had our moment and our farewell at Illuminations. Oh, last time seeing it. It was. And I didn't think that I would be as emotional as I was. Mm-hmm. I was very emotional. It made me very sad. Oh. And a little part of me was like, oh, my gosh, I'm that person now that gets so up in arms when people take away things at Disney and 
I'm that person over illuminations. My heart's <laughs> broken. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I got to see it. I know Disney will do something great to replace it and it's yeah. going to be amazing. But like I mentioned, illuminations is just such like a, a near and dear piece to our heart. Yeah. Um, of course, illumination starts pretty late after that. It was, you know, head back out, jump on the monorail, get back to the room and called it a day. Okay. All right. So then what was your park the next day? Wednesday was animal kingdom. Okay. How did that go? It was good. Um, we did the safari first thing in the morning. Um, I, I typically like in the summertime months find it but you see more animals usually first thing in the morning or kind of in that evening dusk period when it's a little bit cooler. Yeah. Notice like the animals just kind of don't roam in that middle day. So if anybody's out there planning a, a trip, like try and get your fast passes first thing or kind of that dusk time. I was hoping to see the lion roaring because uh-huh. apparently he's been doing that a lot lately. Um, but I did not get to see it, but we saw tons of other animals. Um, safari never, never disappoints. Yeah. Um, and then we did meet Mickey and Minnie and we went to Lion King and then we had lunch at Yak and Yeti, which I am a huge fan of. Um, I think it's delicious. Um, especially if you're into kind of like spicier Asian foods. Uh Uh-huh. I think it's really, really good. Um, and they do have like non-spicy, normal, just chicken nuggets for the kids, oh, which good. is helpful. Yeah. <laughs> All my son eats is like chicken nuggets and French fries and grilled cheese. And that is it. Mm-hmm. That is the extent of our life. <laughs> um, after lunch, we were supposed to go to Rafiki's Planet Watch to see kind of that new piece of the puzzle. Uh-huh. And go to the new animation with the animals. That was our afternoon fast pass. Well, it started raining. Uh, I know. I know. I, I feel like I'm disappointing everybody because we've had rain every single day. It's uh-huh. awful. So we didn't get to do that, which was such a bummer because I was really looking forward to that fast pass and seeing what they had done with this animation piece and uh-huh. and understanding like what it actually was over there and and everything that they had done as far as changes and and stuff like that. Um, So it started raining and it didn't stop. Mm. Like there was no break. There was no reprieve. Um, We had driven that day because our stroller is not conducive for buses. Okay. Um, So we had actually driven that day to the park. Um, We had to pretty much put the rain covers on, get the ponchos and just make a beeline out of the park. Um, our plan that evening was actually to go to Disney Springs, but it was raining so hard mm. that we ended up just hanging out at the hotel. Yeah. Um, which was fine. It wasn't the end of the world. Um, we had a nice dinner at the little contemporary cafe. I was hoping maybe like somebody would last minute cancel Chef Mickey's and I would like mm. be the hero of the day, but that didn't work <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> we had a nice dinner. Um, this lady that worked there thought my son was the cutest thing ever so she bought us over cupcakes for the table which was wonderful i was like thank you oliver for being cute yes (laughs) that's why you have kids (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) exactly um you know we went looked in the stores we just we hung out we bought oliver um this giant 
Mac from Cars with all these cars in it so he could have like a fun toy to be excited about in the room since we weren't really able to leave. Um, It made it hard. Uh, We were on the DVC side, which was helpful because we can go down and we can rent DVDs and um, there's art projects for kids to do and things like that. So. For us, it's a bonus that, yes, it was raining, but we still had that DVC, you know, member spot that we could go to and and get some movies for Oliver and let him color and paint some pottery and keep him busy in other fashions since we weren't able to kind of go along with our plans of what we were going to do. So our our Wednesday was a little off. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. But, you know. It's good to be able to adapt. You know, you and I were talking before we started recording about, um, you know, hearing podcasts like this, you know, there are kind of two things that I like about it. You know, one, when a trip goes really, really well, it's really fun to live vicariously through that person and, you know, just how much fun their trip was. And you can kind of pretend like you're along for the ride. But then when you get thrown these curveballs, it's also nice to hear how people react to that because it helps you to, you know, learn some strategies for yourself of, you know, I mean, even just going back to the room when you've got kids, you're having to deal with managing their expectations and, you know, things that they might be let down about, like, you know, those are things that you have to deal with. So it's, it's good to hear about that. Managing expectations of a three-year-old is quite a task. Mm -hmm. (laughs) he does not understand why we aren't going out. He doesn't care that it's raining. Well, I understand you don't care if you're raining, but we, you have a sister that's six months old and she Uh does care if it's raining. So (laughs) yeah. And I should also mention, um, I think I mentioned it before we went on our trip, but we did a lot of planning of like being at the park in the morning and not so much like middle of the day and going back in the afternoon or, you know, a lot of like half day plannings just because, we knew it was going to be hot and with mm-hmm. a six month old, not pushing her too much and making sure she was comfortable. And, and, um, it doesn't sound like we're doing a lot, but when she's, you know, we're trying to change her diaper kind of every hour and a half because it is so hot and then bottles and feeding her. Um, it, it was, um, it was quite the, you know, undertaking. Yeah. And, um, we did do a lot for what we had as far as a six month old. Yeah. And the heat was so much worse than what I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. too, which is probably why we were having the storms that we were having. Yeah. Um. So I just kind of wanted to add that kind of color commentary to make sure people kind of understood as far as why our days were the way they were. I know we talked about it before we left, but um, I think it's always good to have that context. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So another slightly disappointing day. <laughs> what about the next day on the 18th? Where did you guys go that day? Um, Thursday was Hollywood Studios. Okay. How was that day? I think my son was probably most excited about Hollywood Studios because he knew Toy Story Land was happening uh. and he knew Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy was happening. And that's the only thing my son cares about is cars mm-hmm. and Toy Story. Uh-huh. That is it. Um, so we got to Hollywood Studios um, a little after lunchtime. It was early afternoon. Um, Oliver decided to skip nap that day, which was fine. He slept in a little bit later because we had gone to the pool and we had lunch in the room and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, and so we went to the park around 2 
And when we parked and started walking into the park, it started raining. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I feel like everybody that's listening is like, wow, shocker, it started raining on you again. (laughs) Um, So we kind of like started running really fast because like we could tell it was like that sprinkle. And then all of a sudden it was getting heavier and heavier. (laughs) And you're like, oh, no, it's happening. Yeah. (laughs) So we kind of ran in and we got into the first store that we could and it ended up raining for an hour and a half. Mm. Um, Thankfully, we didn't have like any sort of like we had a fast pass, but it wasn't something that was going to be detrimental. It was Disney Junior Dance Party. Okay. Um, So while, yes, we lost Disney Junior, it was not devastating. Right. It's necessary. Like. We all survived. Yes. <laughs> um, after it rained, we went and met Donald Duck, um, actually just by chance because Harlow needed a diaper change, and that's right by the baby care center. So we got to meet Donald, which was fun. Nice. Donald and Daisy. Um, and then we headed back to Toy Story Land. We got to see Buzz and Woody, and they actually added um, – we got to see Bo Peep. Fun. And, um, which was very interesting. Oliver was a little startled by her. So anybody that has young kids, be (laughs) be prepared. She's a little bit different than kind of your typical character, I would say. She looks super creepy. (laughs) We'll just just call a spade a spade. She looks super creepy. Rachel threw it out there. Yeah. I I will say, I I don't quite see the creepiness that some people do. But like my husband, like he saw a picture of her and was just like, oh, why would they put that in a park for children? Like it's, it's, I think people who are kind of weirded out by like lifelike dolls and stuff like that, like she, she definitely is a little on the creepy side. Yes. And so I thought she was like kind of creepy in the pictures. And then when I saw her in real life, she was real creepy, (laughs) like real creepy. (laughs) So I'm going to have to side with your husband on this one. I was kind of like on the fence and then I saw her and I was like, this is not okay. But you know what? We're going to go with it. Yeah. Um, I did like that they don't have somebody dressed as a Forky in Toy Story Land, but they have put out a Forky that you can take pictures with. Like he is a, a giant plastic spork, just like Forky. And he's like wrapped around a light pole. Ah, nice. Um, He's super cute. Oliver lost his mind because for whatever reason, he loves Forky. (laughs) So I thought that was a really good addition. I was like, all right, touche, Disney. Like, I wasn't sure how you were going to incorporate him in, but good job. Nice. I like what you did there. Um, We wrote Alien Saucer Swirl. Uh, Have you written that yet? Um, I have not because I don't write anything with the word swirl in it, but Mike and the girls wrote it and they were kind of pleasantly surprised by it. Really? Yeah. I was underwhelmed. Were you? Okay. I think they had super, super low expectations for it. Okay. So I think that helped. So maybe you had heard people who were like, oh, I was pleasantly surprised. So then your expectations were higher. So then you were let down. So I'm like a super big teacup fan. I okay. love teacups. And okay. so I was I was thinking this is like a revamped, new-aged teacup. Okay. And that's not the case at all. <laughs> it was very bumpy. Hmm. It was not like a smooth ride like I would expect being that new and, you know, advanced technology. So I was just like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but then we rode Slink Dog, and that did not disappoint. Nice. At all. Um, it, it's such a phenomenal ride. Oliver actually rode it, and not processing things as a parent the way I should have probably, it may have been a little bit too intense for my three-year-old. He freaked out. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. (laughs) He freaked out. But afterwards, he did ask to ride it again. Okay. So I think that overall it was a win. I'm a huge Slink Dog fan. I think it's phenomenal. And on Slink Dog, you got a bird's eye view of the new Star Wars land. Nice. Which was also pretty clutch. Um, we've all been geeking out on it, like wanting to know all the things. So getting <laughs> to see a little more was very nice. Awesome. After that, we had Toy Story Midway Mania, which you never go wrong with. It's like the classic everybody loves. Yeah. Um, we had dinner at Brown Derby, which, you know, we've talked about. That's kind of our place. Right. Um, afterwards, we went back to Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy, which have you been since that's opened? I have not. Super cute. Oh, good. Very, very cute. They did a very, very good job with all of it. It's a little awkward how you get there, being as that you go through like rock and roller coaster and kind of like that whole theming area to get to a child's theming area. Right. It was a little awkward, but having crews and then the addition of DJ was really fun. So like DJ, you can take pictures with crews, you can take pictures with and DJs like playing music and like all the kids are kind of just out there dancing and hanging out. Um, and then when you go in for lightning McQueen's racing Academy, it's just kind of like bench seats and there's like a center stage and they have like a big 95 that you can take pictures with. Mm. And, um, I think they did a really good job on it and, it, it was very, very, very cute and very well done, especially if you have a kid that loves cars. Yeah. Don't miss Lightning McQueen's Ra- Racing Academy for anything. Just do it. Awesome. <laughs> I think it's really cool because, I mean, they clearly built it as a people eater. They need it to be something that just absorbs a large number of people at a time. And they could have just kind of cheaped out on it but you know and I'm I'm sure they could have spent more on it than they did but it sounds from everything I've heard it's really well done it is really well done it's just like you said it is it's absolutely 150% of people eater which they need at that park right now yes. with everything that they have going on especially with Star Wars land um I even like the fact that the sense they do have DJ out there is kind of another piece of that people eater ride yeah. Um, because there were so many people just hanging out there and letting their kids dance and have fun with DJ playing music. So it was like they kind of did like a twofold there with attracting people back to that area. Nice. Um, so, yeah, make sure you check it out on your next trip. I highly recommend it. Yeah, we definitely will. Um, so at that point, um, we're at Thursday now on the trip schedules are completely off Mm -hmm. it was fast approaching eight o'clock and we decided that it was it was best if we loaded up the kids and head back to the hotel because we knew how long it would take us to get back and get the kids down so that was kind of our day at hollywood studios it was we had rain at the beginning but it turned out to be 
a lot of fun. Um, also, anybody that is going to Hollywood Studios that is looking to meet Mike and Sully, they stop meeting people at 5 o'clock. They oh. also have an early bedtime. Okay. So another pro tip there for the mom that failed on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely one that um, I would not have realized that those closed as early as they did. So that's a good reminder. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I guess I just automatically assumed they were like the rest of the characters and, you know, they're out until the park closes for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think now that I have a three-year-old who's really into characters, he's always been into characters, but now he's, like, really into them and thinks they're, like, his best friend. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to do a little bit more planning and be more cognizant and do my due diligence around the times of characters. I guess these, like, specialty one-off characters are just not there all day. Yeah. Um, So I messed up. I messed up this trip. (laughs) That's okay. You'll have a redo at some point, I'm sure. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then Friday the 19th, your last full day in the parks, where did you guys go that day? We were at Magic Kingdom that day. Okay. So we got up, we had Chef Mickey's uh, for breakfast. And I'm going to kind of go into Chef Mickey's a little bit just because this was a little bit of a learning lesson for us. Okay. Uh, we had reservations at 1030 in the morning for breakfast. Like you and I have talked, like we're not super early people. We can't do it. (laughs) Yeah. You guys are not rope droppers. No, we are not. (laughs) I don't think we're ever going to be either. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so our breakfast reservations were at 10 30. Um, we got seated, I would say at 10 50 and we went up and got one plate of breakfast for all of us, which obviously you're going to Chef Mickey's for breakfast. You're there for the Mickey waffles. And right. that is it. Like, let's just be real here. <laughs> and so we, you know, I got Oliver's breakfast. Mike and I got our breakfast. We ate. Characters started coming around. And by the time we got up to go get another round of breakfast, breakfast was gone. And it oh. had flipped to lunch. Uh. Which some people see it as a good thing. Some people see it as a bad thing. Um, You kind of get like two meals in one, you know, breakfast and lunch at that weird time. Mm -hmm. Um, But for us, we were really focused on breakfast and that's what we wanted. So seeing lunch was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Um, So just anybody out there, if, if there's, if you have your heart set on breakfast, 1030 may not be the ideal time. Um, for Chef Mickey's and it could have been like how we got set and when the characters started coming around and we didn't want to miss them. Um, but at like 1115 breakfast was, was gone. Mm, yeah. Which like you said, there are definitely positives to that, but if that's not back to managing expectations, if that's not what you were expecting, then that's right. disappointing. Exactly. Um, and so that's kind of like a thing of, you know, now this can be a learning lesson or kind of a, a pro tip, if you will, of, hey, you know what, we would really like to have breakfast and lunch and one meal like 1030 is probably a sweet spot for you at Chef Mickey's. But if you're really wanting strictly breakfast, I definitely would air earlier. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And it's good. Nonetheless, like who doesn't love Chef Mickey's? Right. <laughs> yeah. We headed over to Magic Kingdom in the afternoon. Um, we watched the parade, and then I swear we don't just eat. I promise. <laughs> um, we went to be our guest for dinner. Nice. How was that? Phenomenal. So this was our first time actually 
somehow getting reservations at Be Our Guest. Like, as much as we go, um, I had really never – I hadn't gotten reservations, but then we would cancel it last minute because it was, like, 930 at night, and we're like, um, mm. great, I don't want to wait that late. Yeah. Um, so good. The theming in that restaurant is unreal. Yeah. Unreal. And it's so cool the way that, like, they tell you to explore the castle and nothing's off limits and you can go see the rose. And they tell you the stories behind, like, the big music box that's in the library. And the theming is just unreal in this restaurant. Like, I was blown away. Um, The food was so good. And then uh, the dessert. Um, So, I didn't know this, but Be Our Guest is kind of a three-course meal. So you get like an an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. Mm-hmm. Um, the dessert for like adults is just like three different things. You get the gray stuff. And yes, it really is delicious. <laughs> um, you get like a macaroon and you get like a little um, dark chocolate. Um, Truffle. Kind of, yeah, with liqueur in it. And, and then on the bottom of it, it is this coconut paper that's also edible that has the rose on it that's painted just the presentation was beautiful Hmm. and then the children get these little white teacups that are chip with edible paints and a paintbrush that they get to paint their dessert and have fun with it before they eat it oh so fun it was I was just I was blown away by everything there so I understand now even more why it's so hard to get reservations yeah because it's that good. The food was good. The theming was good. Um, service was great. Everything about it was just top notch. So if you snag one of those BR guests, go for it. Um, I do know that lunchtime is quick service. Mm-hmm. So that is very different than what dinner is, um, which is what I'm talking about now. We had a dinner reservation. I don't want anybody to go at like lunch and be like, uh, where's my three-course meal? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, breakfast and lunch are both quick service and a lot more chaotic um, because you're moving around and you're getting your own drinks and your own silverware. And, you know, like it's it's definitely a little bit crazier than dinner is. Yeah, it was it was very cool, though, like how they like tell you to get up and explore the castle and you get to meet the beast. There's like a little area that you can go in and have your picture taken with him, which Honestly, I hadn't been um, like kind of in person with the beast. Like, I didn't realize I didn't realize how big he was. Yeah, he's huge. That's a very, very large beast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very large. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, very good. Definitely recommend it. Um, when we left, be our guest. It was guess what, everybody? Rainy. Oh, what a surprise! I know. I, I, I feel like that was like. I feel like rain was the pixie dust of this vacation. <laughs> the anti-pixie dust. Right. Like, that's kind of like what I've deemed it. It, it was, yeah. It was everywhere. Hmm. Um, so it was kind of crazy, though, because we were in the park. It was raining. It was raining hard. Hmm. And it started flooding. Oh. Like, you know how you always get those, like, flash flood alerts on your phone and you're like, meh, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's real. I actually lived a flash flood. Like, we had water up to our shins. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, it finally stopped raining. It was just sprinkling. And, like, we were decide we wanted to go to Barnstormer. Uh-huh. And uh, the rain, it was, like, up to our shins. And they had, like, people out with 
brooms, like trying to like shove it down like the drains right. and we're pulling leaves and stuff out to try and make it drain faster. Um, it was it was very interesting to kind of like see that. And I was like, Oliver, get in the stroller because I'm not <laughs> walking through this. I, I just I had never seen anything like that in Magic Kingdom. So to see like water up to your shins, you're like, wow. Yeah. This water is no joke. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, we did Barnstormer. Then we did Peter Pan. We met Mickey and Minnie in their celebration outfits, which were super cute. Fun. Make sure everybody goes to see them where they have those little outfits. It was sad because this was the, you know, there's no more Talking Mickey. Right. And, like, Talking Mickey was amazing. Mm -hmm. So that was a little bit of disappointment, but I feel like they, like, really tried to make up with it with their outfits. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that is really cool. Um, we did lots of pictures because it had gotten to a temperature that was comfortable. Uh-huh. Finally. Finally. So it was a lot easier getting Harlow in and out of the stroller. And oh, good. You know, it was it was just a lot easier. We weren't like sweating to death. And yeah. um it was just a lot more manageable at that point. So we did a lot of pictures that kind of that evening into the nighttime. Um and we did Buzz Lightyear um two times nice my son did not understand why he had to get off (laughs) does he get like the like the kind of game portion of it yet or is he just excited for all the buzz lightyear stuff he like pushes the gun and he likes it that it makes the sound Uh (laughs) but he doesn't understand the competitive piece yet right like, he thinks he's just, like, pew, 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 right. and seeing, like, Zerg and Buzz and the aliens, <laughs> and it's so amazing. Um, but, yeah, the part that he really doesn't understand is that you have to get off. Mm, yeah. You don't get to just ride it over and over and over. You uh-huh. have to get off, son. And you have to wait in line, <laughs> or people are going to want to fight you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we did that, and then um, we did the People Mover. Um, I feel like a lot of people are not huge fans of the people mover, but I do like the people mover. We've never been able to ride it, but because every time we go, there's like a, a, a randomly super long line. Really? Yeah. Like the last time we went, I mean, you know, cause you go like up the like escalator or elevator or whatever, um, right. down below that, it was just like people zigzagging back and forth and back and forth. Like the line was like super long and I'm I'm guessing maybe it it had been down or maybe Space Mountain was down or something but but it's been like that every single time so I'm like someday we are going to ride this ride that actually warms like I'm sorry that you haven't ridden it but it honestly it warms my heart because I always like live in fear that it doesn't have enough people mm, going through it and yeah. that they're going to like shut it down and take it out and redo it and I'm like, no, don't take away my beloved people mover. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that there have been times that the line is just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get I'm that. sorry that you haven't like written it yet, but. I'm glad my pain <laughs> can warm your heart. Like that's, that's where we are. I understand. Sure. Yes. Great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before. I'm basically the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, people mover, um, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor always super cute. Um, and then we figured, you know what, it's time to go back to the room. We'll let the kids watch the fireworks in the room while we pack up because we were planning on leaving bright and early on Saturday to mm. make the trip back. And we were driving straight through. So, okay. So no, no late night that night. 
No. Yeah. So then that next morning, you said it was an early morning. I'm curious what early morning ended up being. <laughs> right, because we're not rope dropper people. <laughs> um, we were actually on the road by 9 a.m. So That's impressive. I know. Thank you. Yeah. I, I was actually impressed with us. That, like, <laughs> we got the car loaded up. Everybody was fed, dressed, and ready to go by, by 9 a.m. I thought we were pretty much winning at life on that Saturday yeah. morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is going to be a good day, people. It's going to be an easy drive home. No, it wasn't an easy drive home, but that's for that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to get home? Do you, so you left at 9. Do you remember when you got home? It took us 10 hours to get home. Okay. Which I know with a six month old and a three year old is not terrible. That's not, yeah, that's not when it took us with a three year old and an eight month old, it took us 11 and a half hours. So, okay. Um, so, so I feel like we're pretty on par then with each other. Yeah. Like an hour and a half difference is actually not a huge differentiation between the two. So yeah. we were pretty on, on par with, with that then. Well, that makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was a good trip. It was a good trip. We had a lot of rain, but we still had a lot of fun. Well, good. Well, let's talk a little bit about the trip as a whole. So um, I know this was your first time staying at Bay Lake Tower. So what was your overall impression of Bay Lake Tower? I absolutely love Bay Lake Tower. Um, I liked um, the one bedroom. I liked the fact that there were two bathrooms in that one bedroom. I think they have good food options for when it is raining and, you know, you kind of don't want to leave your room <laughs> or you can't leave your room. Mm -hmm. um, I liked the convenience of being able to walk to Magic Kingdom and walk home from Magic Kingdom if we didn't want to do the monorail. Um, I thought that was very nice. The one thing I would say about Bay Lake and con and contemporary as a whole is I think a lot of times when people are picking their resorts to stay out on Disney, they're looking at theming. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the resorts that Disney have are very heavy in theming. And contemporary is not one of those. No, not at all. Um, so if you're looking for heavy theming, like that's not going to be like your golden ticket. But it honestly, it won't disappoint. So if you're not into super heavy theming, like it, it, it's a great, great, great resort. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I actually told Mike when we go back in December, um, we are currently at um, Old Key West staying. Mm -hmm. um, but I told him, I was like, I think I want to stay at Bay Lake Towers again. He was like, really? Um, and our DVC is actually at Grand Floridian. That's mm -hmm. our home resort. That's our favorite resort. We got, you know, with our getting married and everything there, that's kind of, you know, our special place. But I would say that Bay Lake Tower runs a tight race with Grand Floridian mm -hmm. for now my favorite resort. Nice. Yeah, we stayed there for our trip last December. And when we go in February we're staying there again because it's just with young kids, that location, you can't beat it. I know. And like I said, I feel like the food option there are so good. Like I like Contempo cafe. Like I think they have really good food. Um, their drink machines don't close at like 8 PM, like mm. some of the other resorts. So if you have those refillable cups and you come back from the parks and you want something to drink, like it's very easy to access them there. And uh, yeah, I, I, totally get it. It is, it's great with kids. Yeah. 
Okay. So did you learn anything this trip that will make you do something differently on your next trip? <sighs> yeah, um, I'm actually probably every trip from here on out will do my 180 day window for my dining reservation mm. for be our guest. Uh-huh. I'm never like that person that gets up 180 days for reservations. Now I do do it for my fast passes for the most part, but like my, my reservations for food, I'm like, ah, I'll figure it out. Like we'll get what we get. And yeah. if I don't, then I'm going to check while I'm there. And cause I'm sure somebody will cancel for one reason or another. And if I don't get it, no big deal. But be our guest has kind of like changed my mindset mm. as far as, um, my 180 days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yep. going to be that person. <laughs> um, and I also think that it will probably be, a few years before we go back in the summertime. Mm, yeah. Honestly. Um, so Disney obviously has raised their ticket prices. Mm -hmm. Um, and they said they did that to kind of help deter crowd levels and um things like that, especially like summertime, fourth of July. For us, the 14th through the 20th was not packed at all. Mm. I was I was actually very surprised at how low the crowds were. Yeah. Now, whether that was from ticket prices or the heat or the rain, I don't know. Um, I was surprised. It was nice to not have a lot of people, but I'm not sure I will go back in the summertime for a while just because of the amount of rain that we did have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And the heat. Yeah. I think um, with that level of heat, I would like the kids to be a little bit older. Yeah. So the communication, like with Harlow, it was very hard, like making sure she wasn't getting overheated, making sure she was staying hydrated. Um, I think with kids being a little bit older, it's a little bit easier to have that conversation and, you know, ask them how much water have you drank, things yeah. like that. Um, so I think it's going to be a few years before we go back in the summertime. That would probably be my other learning lesson. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious, um, going with a baby, what one tip would you give to somebody going with an infant for the first time? My one tip would be to, it, and it also depends if you're going in the summertime or not. If you're mm -hmm. going in the summertime, I would plan your day to pass by the, um, baby care center at each park a mm -hmm. few times, kind of plan your day accordingly. Like you make your way around to that area a few times. Um, I think it really helped Harlow and I honestly, it probably helped Oliver as well, mm -hmm. but to go in some nice, very cold air conditioning, have her diaper changed, actually let her air out for a little bit on the table. Uh -huh. I think planning your day to make sure you hit the, baby care station at least a couple times it's fine for those one-off changes in the bathroom and things like that but with with a little little one that that nice cold temperature and area for them to relax and have a quiet bottle or a quiet mm -hmm. feeding I think will will benefit and make the day a little bit easier for everybody involved yeah okay and stroller fans mm. can't have enough of them yes yep <laughs> okay so based on this trip, what one tip would you give to a first timer going to Disney for the first time? My one tip, honestly, I know it's hard with kids in school, but don't plan your trip in the summertime. Mm. Um, 
Mike and I talked about this a lot. I felt bad for families that were there that had saved all their money to be able to come to Disney World for the first time and had all these big plans. And it was pouring down raining. Yeah. The weather was so unpredictable. If this is going to be your first time to Disney and you've got big aspirations, you don't want the rain to quote unquote rain on your parade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would definitely go during pick a time of the year that the weather's a little bit more predictable um, than the summertime. So because um, like I said, I like literally like we're so fortunate that we go often enough that if we miss something or the rain got in our way, it wasn't devastating to us. Was it sad? Yeah, it was, but it wasn't devastating to us because we're like, oh, it's okay. We've done it before and we'll be back. Mm -hmm. But I know that not everybody is super fortunate to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then my last question that we answered very first, but um, do you have a return trip in mind for the future? It sounds like not only do you have one in mind, but you have one booked. We do. We have one booked. So we are actually doing the Disney cruise. We're doing um, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Time cruise um, in December, followed by a week in Disney. So we'll be gone that first and second week. Um, nice. Yeah, we're super excited. So that trip is less than 180 days away. So I'm curious, do you have Be Our Guest Dinner booked again? Guess what? I don't. <laughs> you got to set I up know. a dining alert. I know. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> nice. There you go. You'll probably get it. I know. We kind of planned this trip. I'm going to call it quote unquote last minute because it was less than 180 days. Uh-huh. Um, we planned it. Uh, so, yeah, I I totally already missed the bus on that one, but I have my dining alert set up already. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it was so good to talk to you. It I, it sucks that you guys had that much rain, but it's good that you still found ways to keep yourself sane and your kids sane and still have as much fun as you could in between storms. Absolutely. You know, even with the rain, Disney's always fun because it's so special to us. Yeah. And, you know, we get to spend that time together and we, we made it work for us and that's all that matters. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show and uh, and telling us all about it. It was so great to hear about it. Thank you so much for having me again. I appreciate it. I always have a good time. Awesome. Well, you have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Big thanks to Lauren for coming on the show this week. Be sure to check out the show notes if you want more info about some of the things that we discuss. And please don't forget to submit any trips you have coming up this year or next. You can get that link in the show notes or it's to the mouse and slash submit. That is it for this week. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at mouseandbackpod. Please rate this podcast or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye, everybody.